listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. Breakfast with myself, TD and Slu, with just 27 minutes to the hour of 8 a.m. And we are now in our uh, feature of Laying Down the Law. And before that, we gave you a song by Anthony Evans. Uh, we are now on the line with our cool, uh, I don't want to say stand-in, but second in charge to IC. <laughs> attorney from Nuba Attorneys, and her name is Shay. Good morning and welcome to Hope Alive Breakfast. Good morning, Shay. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Loud and clear, loud and clear. We are so happy to have you uh, back, and we're looking forward to today's discussion. Very, very important one. I think even for us, you know, as, as, as broadcasters, very important. So today we're talking about contracts, and particularly the NDA. But um, just to break the ice, what is a contract and what purpose does it serve? Thank you for that, Lou. So basically, a contract is a binding agreement between two people. Now, you can get verbal contracts where people have agreed to certain terms or payment negotiations, and it's a verbal agreement, or you can have a written contract, which will obviously provide more details. However, both stand, a verbal contract as well as a written contract. They both stand in law, and basically it will just, it, it has a element of a relationship between two people, whether they're selling a car or whether they're going into a business venture together or whether they are going to be having an employment relationship. But it's just it's a binding agreement to say that we have agreed to the following terms for the purposes of the following. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, um, so in, in terms of contracts, and we hear the term that someone would say, I'm a freelancer, mm. you know, can they in a way, um, claim should there be a breach of a contract, knowing that it's not like a permanent contract, you were a freelancer for a certain few months? So remember, when there's a contract in place, like even if you're a freelancer, if, it, if, if I'm obligated to provide certain services and there's an obligation for you to remunerate me in terms of that. And I've performed and you've performed for a certain period, even if it's only three months or four months, and now later you want to turn around and say, look, we didn't have a contract. No, there certainly was a contract by way of performance. And that performance was specific in that I delivered certain obligations as discussed and you remunerated me in return. And then obviously if there's a breach of that, that person can... Uh, seek support for some kind of relief such as monetary relief or um, breach of contract which also when we look at breach of contract we look at something like a monetary relief monetarily relief mm-hmm. in terms of what hasn't been paid and what is still to be paid as well as any loss that was suffered during that time mm. I, I think that's very interesting shape but i want us to move on to ndas right we have seen so much happening I- um, in the media and I love that we are having this discussion today because last week we spoke about defamation of character. Um, what? How does an NDA work? Because we have seen people in, you know, particularly in the media industry, who would have gotten into NDA agreements, but then. Um, once they have a fallout with production uh, companies, then they go out there and they say what was um, what basically they were not meant to say. So, 
How does an NDA work? So from my experience and what I've seen in law, an NDA is basically a non-disclosure agreement, right? Okay. And what it serves is, it serves to protect confidential information, trade secrets, intellectual property, sensitive information. And we always recommend for people to sign an NDA when having business discussions, even if it's very, very early, before any business venture has taken place or before any partnership has been signed or anything like that. Because obviously in those discussions and negotiations, there's sensitive, confidential, or intellectual property that is being shared between the parties, right? And that information needs to be protected because that can be the actual foundation of your company, the premise of your company, the thing that brings the income into the business, and that needs to be protected. Mm. Now, the way NDAs can work is it can either be reciprocal, so in other words, two people going into a business venture or a partnership agreement, and they're both going to bring certain obligations or certain um, trade secrets or certain confidential information into this new project. And they both want to protect that, right? Or it can be unilateral in the sense of an employer may ask an employee to sign a non-disclosure agreement on the premise that the information that an employer or that the employee rather will have, in, um, will have access to is sensitive or it's confidential or it contains intellectual property which needs to be protected. And um, Shay, should an NDA be violated, what are the steps that can be taken to um, repair that? Okay, so a very good question. You Obviously, you can approach the court for relief, but the way an NDA is to be protected in the first place is NDAs can range from a period of one year to five years, right? Or it can be in perpetuity, which means forever. However, the confidential information that is actually being shared needs to be very, very explicit in the agreement so that the person signing the agreement actually understands what needs to be protected. We can't just um, sign NDAs or agree to certain NDAs without actually understanding or knowing what this confidential information is or what the intellectual property is. The other person must actually have knowledge to say, oh, I actually do know that this is confidential information or intellectual property and um, this agreement is binding and I will uphold my obligations, right? Because you won't have a claim if the person argues that they never knew that this was confidential information. Then second to that, the, um, the, the, the information that is being shared cannot be anything that is in public, um, public domain or that the public is already aware of. It actually has to be confidential, um, something that is not just shared loosely or something that is not public knowledge. And then that, um, the, the, when the, uh, the agreement has been breached, the aggrieved party can approach the court for relief and the court will look at the circumstances of the agreement, the kind of information that was shared, as well as um, the damage that has been caused. Because at the end of the day, the claim will be for damages. What damage has this company suffered and what future damages will this company continue to suffer because of this breach? So, Shay, um, just in, in, in touching on the uh, ramifications of breaching such. Let's say I was on idols and I'm going to the next round and I decide to post on a WhatsApp status, someone grabs and throw it onto social media. How how would that also affect um, the company that's running like the South African idols? Uh, would it 
put them in a jeopardy in terms of a non-disclosure agreement or will it maybe disqualify me as a, a as a person and should maybe I become disqualified what would be my grounds you know to want to go and say I want to um, review this thing yes I know I signed a contract but at least what's a posi- what's my position that's going to protect me as this uh, the other party so just to understand quickly, did you say the what what was posted on WhatsApp? Yes, so I'm saying that um, I participated on Idols. I did sign a non-disclosure agreement, and it happened that I post on my WhatsApp that hey guys, uh, I'm going to the next round. Somebody then takes it and posts it on a bigger audience in terms of maybe Twitter or Facebook, and I then get disqualified, you know, and on Idols. What would be my standing point to say, yes, in as much as I signed a, a non-NDA, how can I maybe fight back to be maybe uh, part of idols? Let's say I'm disqualified for someone's actions who just decided to take whatever I posted and put it on a larger audience. So remember, we need to go, bo- we need to go back now. Where did the agreement breach happen? Who signed the agreement? It was yourself and idols. Mm-hmm. What was stated in the agreement and what, what what you posted on social media, was that actually confidential information? So was it a breach of that NDA? Remember I said earlier on that the confidential information needs to actually be defined in the agreement so that the person understands what is protected or what is confidential. And if you go and post something that is confidential, then there is a breach. The only... Um, argument that the breaching party will have is to say, look, I didn't know that that information is confidential. However, if, if that information was explicitly stated in the NDA and defined as confidential information, the argument is not going to stand. Um, and it's, we need to be very careful again with what we post and what we say because it could be something as small as um, any, like a, it might be that the partners are actually um, defined as confidential information in the agreement. And we go and post something in in relation to their partners. Mm. We need to be careful in the sense of what we post. And then in terms of what the the breaching party can do, again, like I said, he would just have to fight his defense that he did not know it's confidential information. But obviously, if it was explicitly stated and defined, that argument is not going to stand. Uh, Shay, I just want to ask... What makes an NDA legitimate? How do we know that, okay, what I'm signing now or this NDA that I'm signing now is legitimate? So all non-disclosure agreements are binding. Um, It is a legal agreement. It is a contract, and they do stand in law, um, provided all the provisions in the contract are actually there. And like I said, the key to the to the NDA is that the confidential information is defined. We cannot just draft agreements without actually having the necessary legal terms in it, as well as having the confidential information defined and then call it a non-disclosure and say, you've breached my agreement. The other party actually needs to understand what the confidential information is and that this agreement is actually binding and there needs to be the necessary legal clause, such as termination, consequences of termination, consequences of breach, like what are the ramifications of breach, to what extent will the other person be liable, the um, jurisdiction, which is the actual court that will be approached if there is 
causes. Sure. And then again, obviously, consensus, both parties agree, and they sign that abiding agreement done. You've consented, you signed, you agree. Is it possible to have a, and I'm going to use this loosely, a personal NDA? Um, I know of a certain author that um, has written, you know, a series of books that have exposed an underworld of some sort. So it got to a point where for her own safety, she would give um, her family and friends NDAs, so that whatever is discussed in that setting is not exposed. Um, are, are we allowed to do that, and is it valid? So, look, again, um, a lot of people do that kind of thing, and I'm glad you raised the question, because a lot of people think that um, they can just, like, drop anything and call it a legal agreement, that people will sign to it. However, if there aren't the necessary legal clauses in the agreement, we can't call it a legal agreement and it won't be binding, it won't stand before the court. And mm. that's why people have to be very, very careful. There's certain provisions that need to be so clear in the agreement for it to be binding. Like I raised the fact that termination, consequences of termination, there must be a definition clause with actually all the um, defined terms and the importance of it and how it's related to the agreement. There needs to be a time period. There needs to be um, the um, the obligations that each party needs to perform. So if someone just takes a document and just says X and Y enter into this agreement, that X is going to sell 500 books to Y, and um, Y is not allowed to disclose the um, whatever it is, the confidential information in the book to outside parties or whatever the case may be, but there's no legal provisions in it, we can't call it a legal document. Sure. What what an insightful um, perspective you've given us today, Shay. Um, any, any closing remarks to our listeners? I would just say um, people need to be very careful when entering into business um, negotiations or discussions and always make sure that they're protecting their confidential information or their intellectual property. And don't do anything without a paper trail. Always have a paper trail. Always have a contract. Confirm things on an email. Always protect your, your ideas and your, your business ventures. Absolutely, absolutely love that. Shay, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate you. And uh, we cannot wait to chat to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, Shay Fondo of Mubi Attorney is joining us on the line to unpack all things NDA. Mm. Very interesting perspective, Haiti. Hey, yeah. Here. I'm telling you alone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Doesn't work. <laughs> It doesn't work anymore because people have landed in hot water because they have breached, you know, the NDA and Anasazibi. Um, I think maybe that's also something that beats us. Yeah. You know, we're not this thing of, but we have a common understanding. <laughs> and it doesn't work, especially mm. where law is concerned. Like, yeah. the law works got black and white. That's one that's thing all. that I have learned. If it's not in black and white, mm-mm. No, that's that's up for debate. So yeah, great insights, great insights by Shay. Yeah, man. So uh, we hope that we did our best to educate you with uh, one or two of our comments. Uh, we want to get your comments. You're listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station.